We're going to do something a little bit different today as far as the homily goes. I do, I do want to give credit to a colleague of mine, Father Daniel Atkinson, who um, gave us this suggestion, and apparently this is something that he's been doing for a while. And, and what that is, is uh, preaching uh, St. John Chrysostom's Christmas sermon for the, the week after, after Christmas. Um, you probably have heard me quote from St. John Chrysostom quite a bit um, in, our, in our homilies. That's because we have so much from St. John Chrysostom. He, he was um, a prolific preacher, and his students did keep records of all that. And in fact, the first Christmas sermon we have record of in the church was by John Chrysostom, preached in 386 AD in Antioch in Asia Minor, and it was the first year of, of his public ministry. Later on, he becomes the Bishop of Constantinople, um, which is one of those major posts in the church, one of the top five, and it becomes known as a doctor of the church. His nickname Chrysostom means golden-mouthed because he was such a good preacher. So uh, this morning we are going to uh, share the sermon from St. John Chrysostom for Christmas Day, um, as edited by my colleague, uh, Daniel Atkinson. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy, in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Behold, God said, a new and wondrous mystery. My ears resound to the shepherd's song, piping no soft melody, but chanting full forth a heavenly hymn. The angels sing, the archangels blend their voice in harmony, the cherubim hymn their joyful praise. The seraphim exalt his glory, all joined to praise this holy feast, beholding the Godhead here on earth and man in heaven. He who is above now for our redemption dwells here below, and he that was lowly is by divine mercy raised. Bethlehem this day resembles heaven, hearing from the stars the singing of angelic voices, and in place of the sun enfolds within itself on every side the son of justice. And ask not how, for where God wills, the order of nature yields. For he willed, he had the power, he descended, he redeemed, all things yielded in obedience to God. This day he who is, is born, and he who is, becomes what he was not. For when he was God, he became man, yet not departing from the Godhead, that is his, nor yet by any loss of divinity became he man, nor through increase became he God from man, but being the word he became flesh, his nature because of impassibility remaining unchanged. And so the kings have come, and they have seen the heavenly king that has come upon earth, not bringing with him angels, nor archangels, nor thrones, nor dominions, nor powers, nor principalities, but treading a new and solitary path, he has come forth from a spotless womb to be the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Since therefore all rejoice, I too desire to rejoice, to share the choral dance, to celebrate the festival. But I take my part, not plucking the harp, not shaking the staff, nor with music of the pipes, nor holding a torch, but holding in my arms the cradle of Christ. For this is all my hope, this is my life, this is my salvation, this my pipe, my harp. And bearing it, I come, and having from its power received the gift of speech, I too with the angels sing, glory to God in the highest, and with shepherds and on earth peace to men of goodwill. 
This day, he who was ineffably begotten of the Father was for me born of the Virgin in a way no tongue can tell, begotten according to his nature before all ages from the Father, in what manner he knows who has begotten him. Born again this day from the Virgin, above the order of nature, in what manner knoweth the power of the Holy Spirit. His heavenly generation is true, and his generation here on earth is true. As God, he is truly begotten of God, so also as man, he is truly born from the virgin. In heaven, he alone is the only begotten of the one God. On earth, he alone is the only begotten of the unique virgin. Since this heavenly birth cannot be described, neither does his coming amongst us in these days permit of too curious scrutiny. Though I know that a virgin this day gave birth, and I believe that God was begotten before all time, yet the manner of this generation I have learned to venerate in silence, and I accept that this is not to be probed too curiously with wordy speech. For with God we look not for the order of nature, but rest our faith in the power of him who works. What shall I say to you? What shall I tell you? I behold a mother who is brought forth, I see a child come to this light by birth. The manner of his conception I cannot comprehend. Nature here is overcome. The boundaries of the established order set aside where God so wills. For not according to nature has this thing come to pass. Nature here rested while the will of God labored. O ineffable grace, the only begotten who is before all ages, who cannot be touched or be perceived, who is simple without body, has now put on my body that that is visible and liable to corruption. For what reason? The coming amongst us, that coming amongst us, he may teach us, and teaching us, lead us by the hand to the things that men cannot see. For since men believe that the eyes are more trustworthy than the ears, they doubt of that which they do not see. And so he has deigned to show himself in bodily presence that he may remove all doubt. Christ, finding the holy body and soul of the virgin, builds for himself a living temple. And as he had willed, formed there a man from the virgin. And putting him on, this day came forth, unashamed of the lowliness of our nature. For it was to him no lowering to put on what he himself had made. Let that handiwork be forever glorified, which became the cloak of its own creator. For as in the first creation of flesh, man could not be made before the clay had come into God's hand, so neither could this corruptible body be glorified in it until it had become the garment of its maker. What shall I say? How shall I describe this birth to you? For this wonder fills me with astonishment. The Ancient of Days has become an infant. He who sits upon the sublime and heavenly throne now lies in a manger. He who cannot be touched, who is simple without complexity and incorporeal, now lies subject to the hands of men. He who has broken the bonds of sinners is now bound by an infant's bands. But he has decreed that shame shall become honor, infamy clothed with glory, total humiliation the measure of his goodness." Come then, let us observe the feast. Come and we shall commemorate this solemn festival. Truly wondrous is the whole chronicle of the nativity. For this day, the ancient slavery is ended. The devil confounded. The demons take to flight. The power of death is broken. Paradise is unlocked. 
The curse is taken away, sin removed from us, error driven out, truth has been brought back, the speech of kindliness diffused and spreads on every side. A heavenly way of life has been implanted on the earth. Angels communicate with men without fear, and men now hold the speech with angels. Why is this? Because God is now on earth and man in heaven. On every side, all things commingle. Though being the impassable word, he became flesh that he might dwell amongst us. He became flesh. He did not become God. He was God. Wherefore, he became flesh so that he whom heaven did not contain a manger would this day receive. He was placed in a manger so that he by whom all things are nourished may receive an infant's food from his virgin mother. So the father of all ages, as an infant at the breast, nestles in the virginal arms, that the Magi may more easily see him, since this day the Magi too have come and made a beginning of withstanding tyranny, and the heavens give glory as the Lord revealed by his star. But what shall I say? What shall I utter? Behold, an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, As Eve, being deceived, uttered a word that was the cause of death, so Mary, receiving good tidings, brought forth in the flesh a word that gave us eternal life. The word of Eve led to the tree, because of which Adam was driven from paradise. The word which the virgin brought forth led to the cross, because of which the thief, standing in the place of Adam, was led to paradise." seeing that man, abandoning him, fashioned for themselves idols to which, offending God, they gave adoration, for which cause on this day the word of God, being truly God, appeared in the form of man, that he might set aright this falsehood, and in a veiled manner has turned all adoration unto himself. To him, then, who out of confusion has wrought a clear path to Christ, to the Father, and to the Holy Ghost, we offer all praise now and forever. Amen. And we say this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.